All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special cooked up for playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge, and it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal every playoff game, you're going to be faced with a handful of questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle, and it's free to join. And there are prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? Daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards. Treat yourself to some nation gear or maybe even your favorite jersey. And for the big dogs, the people who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking about real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the daily face-off playoff parlay challenge. Sign up today and play every game day at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Can you see it? Did you notice? Check when the puck comes right to Pedersen, who tries a bank pass for Besser. In with a shot, he scores! A moment's notice. Head on his Canucks fans, and welcome back to another episode of the Canucks Conversation, brought to you by the great folks at Zephyr Epic. You can use promo code Hockey Season Capital H Capital S, all one word at ZephyrEpic.com. Z e p h y r Epic.com. They ship free anywhere in Canada for fifty dollars, and that code that I just said will give you five. 
$50 off your order. And maybe you can have some pack luck, much like the lead singer of Wise Youngblood, the band who does our intro song that you probably skipped. The lead singer of that band pulled a... What, what was it called, Chris? Chris Faber is my co-host, by the way. My name's hey. David Quadrelli. Well, what I thought you were going to say was, is maybe you can pull a Huglander card, but uh, that was a one of one. That was a one of one. Yeah. So you're, you can't pull that Huglander card. No, you it's can't. It's unfortunate because a lot of Canucks fans would want that. And uh, yeah, shout out to Kyle over there. That was a big pull. But I got to talk about another sponsor for a second. Nice. Parallel 49. Yep. Cha-ching. But <laughs> the Peach Pod, I've been talking about it for a long time. I think it's even in the commercials that we have right now. It is. But I had one today at lunch. It was delicious. It was absolutely delicious. I was worried. I'll be 100% honest. I was worried because it said it's like a, a more carbonated beer, which like, you know, carbonation's fine, fine for Pepsi, but not for beers for me. But this is this is different. It's got a real good peach flavor in it for sure, and it's not too carbonated. It's just like a little bit extra. Gives you a little kick, but it was a perfect little lunchtime beer, and lunchtime, I mean, 11 in the morning, so I got to be careful what I do today. Like, if you have a beer at 11 in the morning, you got to watch your day because, like, you don't want things to get out of hand, and, and they could really quick when you start <laughs> when you start with a beer that early. But it was good. It was, uh, you know, I've been up since 5 a.m., so, you know, it's good. I've finally wrapped up my practicum week. I've been nice. driving into BCIT every day, Monday to Friday this week, and I am just beat because normally I'm up, you know this, I'm up to, like, 3 o'clock in the morning. That's when I get all my work done which is why you've made it the editor like articles now have a time where they have to be in by midnight or whatever yeah, you said. I felt it bad at. putting that in. Cause most of my articles come in at like two 30 in the morning. <laughs> that was um, so funny. But oh. uh, so yeah, switching from that to like waking up at five in the morning has killed me. Like absolutely killed me. I'm taking so much melatonin every night just to like get to sleep because trying to get to sleep at 10 o'clock when you're normally not going to bed until like five hours later is so hard. Like it's so hard. And, uh, I'm just excited. I'm excited to move forward. I'm excited to podcast. I got an open weekend ahead of me. No post games. Not a lot going on. It's a good weekend set up for me. And I'm just excited to get there. I'm not I'm not saying I'm excited to get this podcast over with because I'm excited to do this podcast. Like after last night's game, probably hear it in my voice. I'm in a, I'm in a really good mood. I might be the beer, but I'm still also <laughs> just in a very good mood as well after what the Canucks did. But man, this weekend is going to be a nice relaxing one for me. And I haven't had one of those in a long time. So I'm excited for it. Yeah, I've got baseball practice tonight. First yes. time back on a baseball field, well, with an actual team since I was 18 or 19, I think. So nice. many moons ago. You're getting uh, your practice in for the big day. I was getting my practice in. I've been I've been going out just What's this? I saw a tweet the other day. Did you say you're throwing 75 to 80? Is that what you think you're up at? I'm 100% up to that. Okay. I'm 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 actually pumping some gas. You're, you're well, you see. you said pumping gas, but you're also throwing 75 to 80. So Okay, that's pretty good. That's pretty good. I'll, uh, come on. That that's pretty good. Yeah. Have you ever done like I know that I used to do this every single time you'd go to Mariners games is they'd have a how fast can you throw thing or maybe they had a done it. Never, never done it. it. So I would do it with like crow hops, right? Like, you take a crow hop, you throw it as hard as you can. You got to run at it, you throw it as hard as you can. I think the highest I've ever gone was, like, 89. Like, I wanted to touch 90, but I hit, like, 89 with, like, a full crow hop, throwing it as hard as I can with, like, momentum into it. But then I'd, like, go pitch, and I'd throw, like, 75 somehow. So, like, it didn't make sense. My arm doesn't work like that. But, uh, yeah, so that's good. Knowing that you're not going over 80 makes me a lot more confident in myself for this at-bat or whatever we're going to do. With movement, bud. I, I'm, I'm throwing a nice slurve, too. I might have to Garrett Cole it. Garrett Cole, Trevor Bauer, you know, get a little pine tar on the fingers there. Maybe yeah, dance I'm going to check, check the glove before <laughs> yeah, we get going. Bring an umpire out with you, us. You literally asked me to buy you pine tar yesterday. <laughs> 
like yesterday when I was at Sport Chat. Can, <laughs> I, talk, for my can I talk about Sport Chat before we get? This is going to be a fun episode. We got a lot of hockey stuff again, too. But I went to a Sport Chat yesterday, and I told you this story in Richmond. And they were going out of business or, or relocating. I'm guessing out of business because they had a huge clearance sale. And I walk into this Richmond Sport Check, and they just basically had, like, the whole stores, like, it was just one big lane down the middle. And it was all the clothes were smalls, mediums, larges, extra larges. Like, it was, it was put by size. And I'm looking. There's not a lot of smalls, not a lot of mediums, not a lot of larges, a little bit more extra larges. And then I get to the back of the store, and I see the double extra large clothes. And there is so many. So much, like so many t-shirts, so many pants, shorts, hoodies, everything. So I bought so many clothes. I'm wearing one of the shirts right now, brand new shirt. Got them for like an Under Armour shirt for like six bucks. So I, I went a little crazy yesterday at uh, Sport Check, but it's nice. I got a new little wardrobe for the summer and it only cost me like maybe maybe 200, 200 bucks in total. And I got a pair of shoes and like 10 t-shirts and a hoodie. So, you know, I'm living my best life. I'm in a really good mood. And then the Canucks went off. Like I'm in a great mood. So let's... Let's enough about me. This isn't the the Chris conversation. Let's <laughs> let's get into the Canucks conversation. The Chris here. clothing conversation. That's a spinoff show that I'll be working on in 2022 yeah, for sure. There you go. Just just take over the podcast market. Just yeah. take just do a bunch of different podcasts. We've already done fine in the hockey category. Like what's next? You know. Yeah. Exactly. We we've conquered hockey. We're just gonna leave. Yeah, We're gonna stop. It. Start a clothing podcast. Hey, we have made it to number two on the hockey rankings at our highest point ever. Really. Number wow. two. That was before you joined the show. So uh, props, sorry, I'm holding props it back. to me. <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> now we're going to get that in the reviews. <laughs> Somebody put that in the reviews because I got dumped in the reviews last week. Someone put in the review. Man, it was better when Faber got us to number two on the ranking. Then, quad, then quads comes in. <laughs> oh, my gosh. All right. Let's I, talk about the Canucks. Come on. We've done a lot of good together. Come on. Yeah, we've done a lot of good. Together. We've done a lot of good. Absolutely. Together. Yeah. The, the numbers might not be there. The numbers are there. Numbers the numbers are, are there. there. Yeah. The numbers are there. Um, yeah, we have, we have a lot to talk about. I guess the first thing is start at the Canucks game. I've got a show plan here. I was making the joke. We've had a pl- plan for two episodes in a row now. That's like f- three days. I've had the plan. Yep. We've had a plan longer than the Canucks have in the past seven years. Hey, oh, I'm just joking. Though. Ooh, where's is it? Is it this one? I hope I don't hit the wrong one. Uh, yeah, I've muted the audio though. You got to turn oh, up no. the slider. This is hilarious. okay. Wait, we have it. We have it. How about keep it to a thank you, Jim? Yeah, so I put that on the board, and Chris, you can turn the volume back up, but uh, we just, we're we're a little, we're getting used to using the board again. It's, it's been, been a so while. Long. It's been a while. Like, this is the first time we're in person again, and like I said in the last episode, safe distance apart, keeping our masks on when we weren't recording, and now we're like, you know, the 25-foot cable that we bought by accident is really coming in handy. Well, I was, like, I was saying that the other the day, just like being able to be back. I felt so good after recording our show the other day, being back in the same room. It's just, it's so much better. Yeah, it is. Like the, it's so much better, and yeah, we're the twenty five cords, the twenty five foot cord helps. Like we it does. maybe we, I don't know if you know how like people post their podcast on video. Yeah, like we would have to have a split screen because we wouldn't be yeah. able to fit both we, of us. We're, and, we're we're like across the room from each other. Yeah, it's maybe hilarious. like a POV from my view, and it's like just <laughs> you across the room. Maybe I'll have to tweet that actually. Yeah. Okay. We we need to start with some Canucks talk. Like we've been talking about. Thank sorry, you, man. Jim it's and Friday. I'm stuff. having a good time yeah, on it, Friday. It's a good start. It's a good start. But yeah, that thank you, Jim. I'm. Uh, we're gonna unveil an editorial segment on this episode, and when I put it on Twitter. Trying to come up with some names. Speaking of alliterations, we were looking around and trying to think of different names. Facts with Faber is probably my favorite one that came out. Uh, Quads Quinundrum came up. 
Uh, th- yeah, there was there was there was some bad ones with my name for sure. Yeah, uh, you sent me some bad ones. Well, I did, I did. Yeah. It's hard. It's hard to think of stuff with a Q, man. No, what's the problem is like all these ones that we've seen so far. They've been they've been fine. Like so, there's been a couple of good ones, but you you're gonna know when the right one comes. You'll just know, right? Like yeah. that's the thing. Yeah. And I I have an idea for what I'm gonna do. But I think we're just going to have it unnamed, right? But this is an unnamed idea that first. we want to do. It's going to be like a like a segment on the show where segment, yeah. one of us does a, a two-minute editorial or however long it's going to be, and uh, we'll just kind of build off of it. I mean, it feels like we already do two-minute rants at least every single episode. Yeah. Um, but, you know, I think it'll be fun to add a segment because Prospects Report's going to be slow, right? Like, that's oh, yeah. kind of our only segment on the show, aside from the betting segment and riding the bus with Corey. Like, we haven't really had any other segments ever in Canucks convo history. So yeah, with, with nothing going on with the prospects until pod Colson plays at the end of this month, which like can't wait for that to just, just to see some more pod Colson. It's been too long for me, but you know, we'll, we'll mix something in. I like the idea of a new segment. I don't like the new names so far. There's nope. a couple of good ones, a couple of good ones. Cody had, I don't know what happened with him. He Cody was halfway through a tweet. He was doing yeah. good. And then he just fell off. <laughs> Oh man, that was so good. Okay, okay. We I'll, so I'll get to that later. We're going to talk about Grocery Gate. I'll tell you the topic. It's Grocery Gate. But first, recapping that Canucks game, Chris. Jack Rathbone. I'm sorry, man. Player of the game in my opinion. I I thought he was great. I thought he looked way more comfortable in his second game than he did in his first game, and I'm just on the show plan, Chris. I have written down here gloat about Rathbone take because you can go back and listen to the episodes. You can go back and listen. I was always banging the drum for Rathbone. I was right. I was right. So it feels good to say that. Yeah, most definitely. I mean, he's he's really put a lot of questions in Canucks fans' minds about what the top four looks like next year. Yeah. You know, I think a lot of people are at that point. I think the, the poll question this morning on 650 with Halford and Bruff was something on the, along the lines of, do you want Edler or Hamannick back or both of them or, not, or neither of them? Hamannick. And yeah, I'm in the boat of Hamannick as well. I think I... but. Like, we talked about it last show when we were in here recording just earlier in the week. And we're like, but you need Edler there to fall back on. Mm-hmm. You know, it's only been one more game since then. There are going to be some times, like, that's why your take in the early part of the episode that I didn't think was going to happen, but now I do. Like, Jack Rathbone needs to play in every game. Back-to-backs, every game. Like, play Thank him you. all the time. Yeah. Right? He you should know? not be out of the line. Like, there is no reason to take Jack Rathbone out of the lineup. Like, yeah. you know what you have in Chatfield. And, and you know you, what? Yeah. Play him in the top four at some point. Exactly. You know, get Edler out of there. Yeah. Give Edler a night off on a back-to-back. Put your levy in on the third pairing with, with Myers. And play Rathbone. Here's the pairing that I love. And the idea that I want to explore, like, right now with you is, we talked about maybe putting Hughes and Schmidt back together. What about is Rathbone and Schmidt the right move? If you get Hamnick back next year and there's still a lot of chemistry between them, or even if the chemistry doesn't end up working, maybe you switch them around. But going into next year, like I, I, I would like to see. I like Rathbone and Schmidt. That's a good yeah. idea, actually. I, I'm surprised that that's the first I've heard of that, or th- I haven't thought of that myself. But somebody replied like to me, and pairing. I had to quote tweet it because it was good. Gave him a follow and everything. Yeah, there you go. It was a good point. And it was like you know, like we were t- we t- we tiptoed around it. Like we talked about maybe getting Hughes and Schmidt back together, but I like the idea of that because it gives you some options. There it does. Too. Absolutely. Like maybe it's better with Hughes and Schmidt and maybe Rathbone and, and Hamannick just play a similar way because we know what Hamannick's going to do. Yeah. And we know the way that Rathbone plays is so similar to Quinn Hughes that whoever kind of plays better with Schmidt should just play with Schmidt. And then the yeah. other guy should play with Hamannick because they're probably both going to work well with Hamannick. I mean, yeah. you have the chemistry that's building between Hamannick and Hughes already. But why not start that with Rathbone and Hamannick and go that route? Like, yeah. I like, man, 
just, you know, two games with Jack Rathbone and he's, you know, I've seen him play in the AHL as well. So like it's, it's him just doing the things he was doing at the AHL. Now he's doing them at the best league in the world. So it's not like shocking me, but it's, it's definitely surprising me how easy of a transition he made it. He even like, he had to catch himself in the post game. Cause yeah. he's like, you know, he's like my, my, he's making it easy. Or he said having Demko in that makes it easy. He's like, as as far as easy goes in the NHL, he yeah, said. But exactly. like he said it, you know, like he did say I, it was easy. <laughs> they asked him that one of the questions. I forget who it was, um, but they asked him, and they're like, you know, has it been an easy transition for you? And he said, no, it's not. Like you know, it's it's been. He didn't say like yes or no. Really, he kind of yeah. like bounced away. But like, how has it not been? Like, look at the way <laughs> that he's playing. Yeah, I know he's playing twelve minutes, and what was it? Someone. Someone had it uh, in one of our group chats saying that it was like 14 seconds against Connor McDavid. Yeah, in two games. So yeah, he's not play, you know, facing the top competition, but that's about how much Yolevi plays against. And I'm too. sorry, but we're not gushing about Yolevi after playing 12 minutes. True. Yeah. Right. Like he's showing I'll tell that a to lot. you in the playoffs last year. Yeah. Well, that was that was different. I was that was the debut. I had to had to feed off that energy. I, I was impressed with Yolevi at training camp. Um. But yeah, like the thing that's impressed me a lot about Rathbone, I think, surprised me the most is the ability to get his stick on the puck, man. And, like, take away the puck from people is just... He's good. Like, he is solid in his own end. And I real Like, I get he's not playing against top competition yet. I get that. But the way he's able to use his skating to really get good body position on people and just, you know, put his stick in the right place. Like, he's got a really good defensive stick. I, and, wouldn't, even, I wouldn't even just say a stick. Like, look at the way that... And I think I brought this up on last show, but like, look at the way that he's playing with Tyler Myers. Like, Jack Rathbone is the responsible defender on that <laughs> pairing. Like, he really is. Like, there was times in that game where, yeah, the Canucks were winning. It was a big win for them. Everything was positive. But I just couldn't help but watch the shifts of of Tyler Myers just running into corners, getting away from the puck, and you'd see Rathbone like be on his side, have the guy on his side, and he'd have to cover for for Myers so many times. And that's why. I want to see him with Schmidt. I want to see him with Hamnick. I want to see what he looks like with one of these guys that makes him the primary puck mover and makes the other guy the primary defender who really does his staying at home. And you're just not going to get that with Tyler Myers. But is is Rathbone the primary puck mover on a Nate Schmidt, Jack Rathbone pairing? That's that's the thing because that pairing that's going to happen, whether it's Hughes and Schmidt or if it's Rathbone and Schmidt, like you don't really have a primary guy. Like I don't think even Hughes is the primary primary guy if he's with Schmidt because Schmidt is yeah. so comfortable moving the puck up as well, which I don't think is a bad thing necessarily. No, if you have three pairs of that, you might be in a little bit of trouble. But if you have one pair that, like, even if it's your number one pair, like we see it so much now in the NHL over the past couple of years, it's really taken off where it's like your best defenseman with your best defensive defenseman, right? Like it, it happens all the time. Like, you see it all around the league where it's like, this guy's one of the best defensemen in the world. Look at who he's playing with. Some guy who just stays at home, right? Like, it happens a lot. Lots of different yeah. pairings around the NHL. Um, and it's just like, yeah, it's, it's it's fine to have one of those pairings, but I don't think you can have a lot of them. Like, if you're going to have Schmidt and Hughes together or Schmidt and, uh, and Rathbone, either way, like, it excites me. It excites me a lot from just seeing what we've seen from Rathbone over these past two games. And the hype is real. The hype should be real. The hype was real going into this. He was the number two prospect on us. And, you know, I'll talk about Pod Colson a little bit later because, you know, I thought I had a tweet that really made a lot of sense last night with like, you know, maybe we'll transition to it now, but like people are this excited about Rathbone. Like in yeah. my eyes, Pod Colson's a better player. And I'm, that's not a knock on Rathbone at all. Yeah. That's just like this Pod Colson kid. I, like, I know that everyone can't watch him like I do, but like, 
he still like every game it's like wow like what every game i'm watching him it's like wow look at that shift there look at that four check there look at him you know just making a pass there that should have been a goal and now that he's going to get a chance to play with nhl competition it happened with niels huglander where if you give him better line mates he's a better player and he makes them better that's what pod colson's going to do no matter who he plays with he's going to immediately make them better and he's going to be better at the nhl than i think he is in the khl so you know, not to not to put like rain on the Rathbone parade because it's obviously been it's been a, a crazy last week or so. Just everyone being so in love with Rathbone, but I think this is going to be very similar to what we do with Pod Colson, if not even more with Pod Colson. I think absolutely. Also, that goal that Rathbone scored that was a that was a nice shot. And he's, so I, he's got a really good slapper. He didn't let it go there, but he can shoot the puck. Yeah, I. I told you this. I talked to Aiden McDonough. I wasn't going to tweet it out because I didn't want to out it, yeah. but I'll say it on the pod. Uh, so I texted Aiden McDonough, who's, you know, childhood friend with Jack Rathbone. I just, I texted him and I said, I said, Dan, look at your boy Jack doing his thing. And then all he said back was like, he's like, I told you so. <laughs> he's always like, I told you so. And I said, you aren't lying, man. And I, I asked him, I said, did he learn some of that shooting from you? And I, I think he's like, he's like, oh, maybe a little bit, but it was mostly on his own because we know McDonough's shot is, is his strength in his game. But uh, it was cool to talk to Aiden and just hear, uh, you know, how happy he was and how happy everyone back home was for Jack and getting his debut. So, yeah, I mean, it's it's been a good week. Like, man, that game the other night, I, I was grinding on the show, MLB The Show, <laughs> And I'm like, ah, oh, the game's starting. I got this couple more little things to do. I turned on the game. It's five minutes in because I'm not on the post game. And it's up to nothing. And I said, what? And then I, st- I missed the Rathbone goal. I had to rewind the damn thing <laughs> to start the game because I'm like, what happened here? And then, yeah, to see the four shots go in on – or four goals go in on four shots, what a start for the Canucks. And, I mean, uh, you know, I, another tweet that I want to reference I sent out last night, like, I can't wait till that's the the consistent thing that we get. Because there was times in the Canucks in my lifetime where that was consistently what you got from the Vancouver Canucks. When the team was good enough to do that one or two times a week to teams. You know, yeah. like to see them do it, it's just, you know, and it, and it almost makes you just look back at the season and be like, man, this season has just sucked so bad. Because yeah. like we get one game and it just like, it changes everyone's mood <laughs> so much. Everyone was in such a good mood on well, Thursday night. Well, don't forget the two wins against Toronto because those coming back from yeah. the, that was a similar, similar feeling for but, fans. I think. Yeah. I'd, I'd say different though. It just felt like it felt like the Canucks dominated, even though it was just like, you know, bad goaltending yeah. to me, it felt different. Maybe it's just been a while since well, we've had those like a, first two goals. I don't put on Koskinen. I think those yeah. first two goals. Like those, those are tough. Saves I think to that's make. the biggest problem. Is like the Canucks for years have had such a problem with just finishing goals, you know, yeah. just getting good scoring chances, and both of those were good scoring chances. So that's what you want to see more of, and you know, that's that's something this team has the potential to do. They they had a night like that last night without Elias Pettersson, you know, yeah. and you see Jack Rathman come in, and it's just it's such a promising thing for the future, you know. Like it's there was some questions for him. I still have questions about his defensive game physically. But to you know, a lot of the questions that I had with how he was going to, in general, defend NHL competition, like he's answered a lot of them in his first two games here. Yeah. And I know it's only twenty four minutes total, but you know, what else could he have done defensively in that mode? Yeah, exactly. Uh, it's going to be interesting to watch. And like I said on the last episode, and I'm happy you're joining the bandwagon with me. This guy should not be out of the lineup for the rest of the rest of the season. You you've got to give him free reign and let him let him continue to increase the minutes. That's what I was going to ask. Make you him is... come into training camp, have a good training camp, see if they can go into next year's with him in a top four. Because if you have, but that... before that, does he get 
does he get a top four chance this year? Like, I think he will. Before Especially, the end of the year, you think Edler comes out for one? or Well, maybe? not even just that. I think he's just going to play more minutes against tougher competition. Like, he's going to play top four minutes. It's not going to be like a, you know, Travis isn't going to come out and say, he's playing top four now. You're just going to see it on, like, the game sheet. He's going to get more and more minutes until eventually you look at his matchup data, mm-hmm. and it's saying that he's playing against the top competitions. Like, that's a top four defenseman. That's my question for you, though, is like, you know, it's been out there a lot over the past 24 hours. Can the Canucks come in to next season? with Quinn Hughes, Jack Rathbone, and Ole Levy on their left side. Do you think we see that this year, though? No, not this year. You don't think for the end end of the year? No. You don't think Edler gets a night off on a back-to-back? Yeah, well, maybe, but he's not going to ask for it. And maybe if Edler goes down with an injury, I guess, that's the only way. Like, you know, not to, like... You know, Travis is doing a good job. He's playing Rathmore. Well, like, what's what's there to gain from playing Edler 20 minutes a night now? He's still trying to win. Why? Travis is still trying to win because he needs to get a job. But He's like, not employed. Look at Edler, man. Season. He doesn't need 20 minutes a night. Yeah, I get it. I, I get it. I'm with you, yeah. but I'm telling you why Travis still wants to win. And he, you know what? Maybe maybe if he was signed beyond this year, good point. they would be able to do that, right? Like, maybe, maybe he'd be able to say, okay, I want to develop these guys. I'm going to be back with them next year. I want to make sure we're set up next year. Travis trying to win. Travis wants to win games right now and his group is tired, but he's still getting the most out of them. Right. And that's just the situation the Canucks are in right now. That's the situation they've put themselves in. So I'm sorry. That's just, you know, that's just the way it's going to be. I just think it's like, you know, as, as podcasters, this is what we do. Like we've been asking for Colin. We've been asking for Jack Rathbone. Now we have both of them. So we have to ask for something else. Okay. You know, I think the thing that I want to ask for, sorry. Yeah. You go ahead first. What do you want to ask for? Rathbone on the power play, power play two. Okay. Needs to get some power play If time. they're going to use two defensemen, hell yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, absolutely. What I want to see now, because, you know, we, we have to ask for something. We have to hope for something. Like, that's that's what we have to do, especially as Canucks fans over the past couple of years are just waiting for our young guys to come in and do stuff. The thing that I want now is to see what the left side looks like with those three. With those three young guys that are all under the age of 23 years old, I believe. I believe Yolevi's 23 or 22, but, you know, definitely all under 24. Young left side, I would like to see how that matches up against, you know, a Calgary Flames team. Like, what does that look like against the Flames on the second of back-to-backs? When you get a, you know, fresh Levy in the lineup, do you take Edler out? I think it, if the idea is out there right now that it could happen next year, you got to experiment with it this year. Like, you know, why why stop with, with Cole Lind and Jack Rathman just getting games? Like, now that the seat, I mean, I think they're not mathematically eliminated just yet. I think they have to win like every single game and they can still have a chance. Let's, you know, not happening, obviously. But they they have to try things now. Jonah Gadjevich, we'll talk about him in the second half of the episode after the break. Madison Bowie still hasn't played a game. Do you remember they had kind this of surprising? Guy? I me too. Like, you don't you okay, they they gave up a fourth round pick, got a fifth in return, and Madison Bowie. So they traded down in the draft to get Madison Bowie. He signed through next year. He hasn't played a game yet. So how do you go into next year, like trying to plan your blue line when you haven't even seen this guy play with any of your current players? It's mm-hmm. just, and again, I, and he's got question marks. Madison, a lot of question marks yeah. in the defensive zone from what I've heard. And here's the thing. Madison Bowie doesn't give you a better chance to win than Tyler Myers, Nate Schmidt, or Travis Hamanick. So yeah. if they're still trying to win, which they are, Travis still wants to win games. Then why would he, why would he be inclined to do that? You know what I mean? If he, if he's not here next year, he doesn't care about what Madison Bowie looks like. Yeah, that doesn't go on his resume that, hey, I played Madison Bowie for three games at the end of the year. Yeah, so that so doesn't go on. But except if he gets... these losses because Madison Bowie was in my lineup. Like, that's not going to happen. No. Uh, I know. I just, like, I don't think Bowie's going to be the answer moving forward. No, but like, he's not. Yeah, and I just think that, like, 
This is a potential answer. It's similar you know? to the Yulevi thing. Like, Yulevi's not going to be a long-term answer. Likely not. Might be. But there's a chance. Yep. And how are you going to find that chance if he's not playing? So here's what I'd like to see, Chris. This is my wish list. So obviously I just said Rathbone Power Play 2. Madison Bowie gets a game in. The other thing, dress seven defensemen. Dress Rathbone and Yulevi. Alternate them out. Let, you know, let's see what Yulevi does now that there's a new guy in town. And that there's a guy taking his spot like does he play better because look in training camp last year heading into the bubble Yulevi was low on the depth chart he was not going to Edmonton we talked about it Guillaume Breezeball was ahead of him Ashton Sautner was ahead of him guys that have played NHL games and had played for Travis before they were all ahead of him Yulevi came in he had a strong training camp Chris he had a strong training camp was that because he saw that there were guys out there trying to take his job made the team out of camp was that because he saw there were guys again? Now there's a guy who's here and he's actually doing it. He's taking his spot. And, he, you know, why would why would the team play Yolevi over Rathbone? Like, it's not like Yolevi's sitting there scratching his head wondering why Rathbone is in the lineup and he's not. Like, it, it's clear Rathbone's a better player right now. You yeah. need to, sh- if you're Ali Yolevi, you need to show that you can offer something to this lineup. Because right now, it's just, it's nothing. It's just, if they're going to have a guy in prescribed minutes, why wouldn't you put it as Rathbone instead of Yolevi, right? Yeah. So you need to come in. You need to play better. That's just, that's the reality of the situation. Yeah, and I think that, I mean, having Rathbone in the lineup instead of Yolevi, it came up a couple times. Like, every time that Tyler Myers or Alex Edler takes a penalty, one of Rathbone or Hughes has to go out there and kill penalties. You know, and I'm not saying to take one of those two out for Yolevi, but, you know, like, they, I don't think they really trusted either. They kind of just rolled with three defensemen. Like, they didn't actually even go with that rope. So, that's the thing that Yolevi needs to do if he wants to be on this team. He has to be able to kill penalties. Yeah. And he should be out there killing penalties. That's that's where Yulevi, I think, is at his best as an yeah, NHL player. He's got to play five on five, too. Yeah, he, he absolutely does. And but you can't, if you can't defend the rush, you can't defend at five on five in the NHL. You just here's can't. the thing about the defense pairing zone, like the problem. Like, Edler makes sense with Myers on that third pair next year. Speaking of defensemen who can't uh, defend the rush. Yeah, so Alex like Edler, Edler <laughs> makes sense on that pairing to me. And then what I like for next year is like, you know, resting... Edler for Yulevi for games. If an injury happens, Yulevi comes into the lineup. Yulevi's, to me, going into next season, Yulevi is the seventh guy. Yeah, and I think that's and fine. if he works his ass off this offseason or he just somehow improves or does something different in his offseason training, and then when he gets that shot, because he's seven for me right out of camp. Yeah. You know, he's the seventh guy. I don't think that you know Rafferty's not going to get it. Sautner's no, not going to get no, it. Bowie's no. or Bowie's not going to get it. Yeah, no. I mean, it's got to be Yulevi, and Yulevi, when he's going to get his chance because injuries are going to happen. Yep. You know, they're going to happen for sure, and he's got to be ready to step in and kill penalties when he gets in. That's what we just haven't seen from Yulevi this year, and that's probably on Travis a lot too, that, you know, he's just not comfortable to to put out Yulevi against some of the best players in the world that are trying to score on a power play against him, and that's fair. But you come into next year, you got to – he has to be able to do that. Like he absolutely has to be able to do it. If he comes in for the lineup for Alex Edler on the third pairing, he has to be able to do that. But Yulevi's, Yulevi's play fits better with Myers because then it makes Myers a primary guy, right? It makes Myers, you know, do what Myers does best, if, if you want to say it that way. Like, it makes him be the primary puck mover, carrier, whatever you want to call it. I just, I don't, I don't like the mix of Rathbone and Myers. I think, I think it's limiting Rathbone and what he's able to do to a game because, like, I don't know. I don't know if you saw this, but, like, did it feel like there was times where, like, Myers just, like, wanted to be, like, the veteran? Like, yeah, I'm going to move the puck up the ice. But it's like, sorry, man. Like, I think Rathbone might be better than you already at it. 
I don't know if there were moments that made me think that. I did. I did. Like, I get it what you It felt like saying. he moved. He, like, there was times where Myers, it felt like, didn't even <laughs> know time, that Rathbone was on the ice. There were definitely times he looked off Rathbone. Like, yeah, he looked over. He's like, brings, rookie? No, I don't think so. Brings back memories to Alex Edler not passing to Brock Besser on the power <laughs> play. <laughs> yes. Oh, man. What a what a dark time. Yeah, if you ever was. get fired from Canucks Army or where or DFO or wherever you're at, yeah. your your blog has to be pass it to Rathbone. Pass it to Rathbone. Oh, yeah. man. Yeah, I think I think I might have to leave leave Nation Network altogether just to start pass it to Rathbone. Tough decision. I'm going to go start a blog where I don't get paid anything. But uh, yeah, career decision. Got to do what you got to do. Yeah, got it. Got it. Got to Got to seize that name. Okay, we're going to cut to break. On the other side of the break, we're going to unveil the new editorial segment. I'm going to give a little editorial on Grocery Gate, fill you in on what that is. So keep it locked. Keep it loaded on the Canucks conversation. All right. You guys all know about Parallel 49 Beer from our commercials here on the show. And now we have a new announcement. Hello, Peach Bod. That's right. It's not all about the Beach Bod this summer. It's all about the Peach Bod this summer. This one's an interesting one, folks. A sparkling peach ale. So you're getting a beer with peach flavor on it, but it's also high in carbonation. It's definitely a different one, and I highly recommend going out there and giving it a try if you're into a peach-flavored beer. And that's something, you know, I'm pretty damn into. i got to get out and try it myself pretty soon here. I will report back on the show about this. Uh, so go out there and try the Peach Bod for yourself from Parallel 49 Beer. Check them out on Instagram, at Parallel 49, as in the numbers, and then beer, that's Parallel 49 Beer. And be sure to check out their website for more information about how you can get beer through Uber Eats. That's right, through those food delivery apps. Uber Eats, you can get your delivery from Parallel 49 Beer. Be sure to check out their website, Parallel49Brewing.com. That's Parallel, the number is 49Brewing.com. The pandemic and a slow economy are making it tough on a lot of people to find steady, good-paying work. But one industry is bucking that trend. Construction companies are hiring and need more workers than ever before. Upload your resume to icba.ca and get noticed. With more than 3,000 employers on our ICBA team, our employment network can connect you to businesses crewing up for the 2021 construction season. Trades jobs that pay well, offer excellent benefits, invest in safety training, and give a firm career foundation. Check out icba.ca slash jobs. All right, and a huge thank you to all of our sponsors on the Canucks Conversation podcast. Now it's time, Chris. We're going to get some intro music. We're going to do everything properly. We're going to get this going. But I have typed out, and you know I don't like doing this. You know I like to go off the cuff. I don't like to type stuff out. I don't like to really plan what I'm going to say too much, which I'm sure is evident at times when you listen to me talk. But I have typed this out. I've given this this one a lot of thought, and I'm going to break down grocery gate as the editorial because this bothered me this bothered me a lot yeah, it did it did we'll it go was, off i am gonna go we off. don't have a name for the segment or any intro music so no. this is me introing the new unnamed editorial segment i guess we'll call it for now we don't have a we name, need for a name. It just tweet us names guys keep tweeting us names okay so here goes if you were on twitter last night you may have noticed a series of photos circulating of a startled looking jim benning in a grocery store In the main photo, Benning clearly recognizes somebody is taking a photo of him and looks as anyone would if a stranger were taking their photo in public. Benning returned from the U18s in Texas on Sunday. Congrats to Canada on winning gold at that, by the way. Look at you going off the cusp. (laughs) I have to. It's just how how I do things. And he's been exempt from the federally mandated quarantine rules. Again, this is nothing new as the federal government have come to an agreement that makes NHL players essential workers who are exempt from normal quarantine laws. This clearly extends to levels of upper management as well. Now, 
If you have a problem with this special treatment, as I kind of do, but we can talk about that later, I'm willing to listen. But that's just not Benning's fault. That's just, that's just the reality of the situation. The photos that I've seen fans taking of and with Jim have been great for the most part. I've seen him smiling in selfies with fans and just beaming. The caption then reads something like, Just saw Jim at Granville Island, told him thank you for Elias Patterson and Quinn Hughes. He's a very nice man. So I guess this just really didn't sit right with me, and I wanted to at least clarify it on our show. Benning is deemed an essential worker, which also means if you took part in the 7 p.m. cheers that were more popular toward the start of the pandemic, you were keeping it to a thank you, Jim, before it was cool. Hit the button. How about keep it to a thank you, Jim? Exactly. Keep it to a thank you, Jim, Chris. Basically, what I'm saying is disliking Jim Benning for the subpar job he's done with the hockey club is one thing. Taking pictures of him in a grocery store in an attempt at a gotcha moment is very firmly not it. It's it's borderline like sociopathic behavior, I think. I, I don't know. Taking taking photos like this isn't Jim Benning. People are like, oh, he's a public figure. That's fine. That's fine. I think the people that do this to people in California and all the celebs that TMZ's chasing them and there are all these people like, you know, the Kanye West video comes to mind with like, hey, good morning, Kanye. And he's, it's like 3 a.m. The guy's closing his garage and he blows up at them. It's like, you know, that would get pretty tiring, man. And it's just, you know, let Jim buy his macaroni in peace or his rotisserie chicken, whatever he's buying. no. Is meat and potatoes. Meat and potatoes. Yeah, of course. My bad. Of course he's buying the meat and potatoes. You're right. But that's, I don't know. Like, criticize him for what he's doing with the hockey club. Don't, don't go taking pictures of him in public. I don't know. Without his, I just, it really didn't sit right with me. And like I said, I tweeted this yesterday. If any of you see me in public and start taking photos of me, it's on. With a little asterisk there and the asterisk is, uh, we'll send Chris after you. Luca Brazi. That's what uh, that's what JD replied. He said, Luca, space, 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 space. Okay, people are going to be wondering. You have to explain to them the Canucks first. What's with the space? Go ahead. Explain why you have to do the space. Well, no. Okay, well, I put the space in to make it. You know, I'm not going to say it. I've said it in the past. <laughs> I wanted to remain. I've said it in the past. Go back and listen to an old episode if you want it. I'm not going to say it for the people that are confused now. Oh. Let them stay confused. Oh, it's the worst. Let's it's get into worst. this. Yeah, Your Grocery editor. Gate. Yeah, let's yes. let's talk about Grocery Gate. I'm with you. I'm with you on a lot of things. I think that if somebody saw Jim Benio in public, they would probably take a picture of him. Sure. I don't think people are going out of their way to do this. Yeah. You know, I saw Jim Benning not out in public. I saw him outside of Rogers Arena that one time. I told you that. I talked about it on the podcast. Yep. I didn't take a picture of him, but I did talk about it on the podcast. Yeah. If you saw Jim Benning outside of the grocery store, we'd probably be talking about it on the podcast. Yeah, that's fine. It, it's not like I'm five feet away from him. Yeah. Look look how startled Jim looks in that photo. Like, yeah. he clearly knows. Like, I don't know if the person said something to him. I don't want to assume anything. But based on the reaction, how wide-eyed he was, it kind of seems like the guy was like, hey, Jim, or something like that. You well, know what I mean? Probably was. Like, yeah. I'm not saying that's the right thing to do. but We it's don't like, know the person who took the photo. We know right. nothing about this person. Yeah. We don't know anything, so I'm not going to. Yeah, we saw yeah. the tweet, and we saw it get confirmed, and, and yeah. PJ really confirmed PJ, it as well. Good, so, good reporting by Patrick, as always. Yeah, be off to, you'll have to bring a bag of cheesies tonight. Uh, <laughs> the thing is, like, I think it's a lot different during a pandemic, too. Yes. You know, if, if you saw Jim Benning in a grocery store, and you asked him, hey, can I take a picture of with you, Jim, or something. Of you. <laughs> of you might be, yeah. But you know what? Like, even that would have, you know, like, 
The person oh, wouldn't have done that. They would have just taken the picture and probably posted it on Twitter if it wasn't for a pandemic. And I guess this wouldn't be a story if it wasn't a pandemic, right? But, but yeah, well, exactly. Because there'd be no. Because they'd be like, hey, I saw Jim know, at the grocery store. Here's the caveat here, right? Is the thing is, like, people were concerned that Jim was breaking quarantine rules, which is fair. Like, totally. that, that's absolutely fair. But all I'm saying is, if I were the one that took that photo, I'd say, hey, I'm going to send this to a reporter, see if I can get anything confirmed about this, see if this is actually Jim, see what's going on. But just, you know, the fact that Taj, Taj1944 was tagged, it was, you know, it just, it was coming in a place, it was in bad faith. That's all I'll say. Like, yeah, it I, was. again, I don't know the original poster, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go out on a limb and say they don't like Jim Benning. Yeah, most definitely. And I mean, it does make sense with why the person posted it was because of the quarantine. Yeah, exactly. That's why they were posting it. There's probably a lot of people that have seen Jim Benning walking around somewhere in a grocery store, you know, getting milk and meat and potatoes or something. But like, I, I don't know. I think this is the reason it blew up now was... I just thought it, yeah, like you mentioned it. He looked startled in the pictures. Yeah, you, know? you feel bad the, for the him, man. The second picture that he posted, it was like he was trying to get away from the guy, it felt like. Oh. And, like, I, I feel bad for Jim in that spot because, yeah, I mean, it's something, like, I don't want to say, like, I'm going to say it, but I don't think I feel this way, but it's like, because he's in the public eye, it's almost like he should expect this. But he shouldn't. But, like, I think he almost has to expect that it's going to happen. Especially if people didn't know and they saw him out in public like somebody was going to take a picture and if you're on twitter you're probably going to post it right like if if you weren't even on twitter you saw jim benning walking down the street you'd probably take a picture of him if it was you know before this even blew up on twitter even if you weren't on twitter and like you're like just send it to your buddies like hey i saw jim benning at the grocery store today then you and your buddies in a group chat start being like oh what the hell i thought he was supposed to be in quarantine and all this stuff and yeah. good for pj for clarifying it yeah i also don't really understand it like yeah, no maybe uh, we can get into this uh, yeah, if we're done here but like how's he an essential worker and jonah isn't then yeah I, why does jonah have to stay in a hotel for seven days we'll get to jonah in a little bit talk to him right before me, the pod. Bud. i honestly like <sighs> like i guess like uh, it's essential for him to be at the u18s i guess that's what they're saying like that part i don't that's the part i don't yeah that's what i don't understand i don't like and okay. i don't get and somebody somebody was replying and saying okay do i have to reach out to my mla or my mp to complain about this and i believe the answer is your mp because it's a it's a federal decision yeah. so reach out to your mp if you want to complain is it about different it. for province to province though um, coming in gosh. from the stage we're not doing this on the no show. we're okay. not we're we not doing this on the show yeah we're not we're not doing this we on need the show. pj on the show we should have like a list of questions that we like yeah, don't want to talk about we'll just ask pj then <laughs> when he comes on well, the show one that's day. the thing is like the moral of the story is just i i, I don't, i'm not i'm not a big fan of taking creep shots of anybody right like just it's just i don't know it's not my thing i i don't like paparazzi i don't like what they do i think celebrities should have their privacy respected they don't so I'm sorry. And I get just, it. I get it. You're signing just up your for opinion. Life, whatever. Yeah. How different is it for me as see... a child actor? Is that what you're going to ask? <laughs> no, me? what the hell? No, for people that have been like, oh, I saw, I've seen people say, like, oh, I saw Quinn Hughes and Elias Pettersson taking their scooters down the seawall. Yeah. How different is it just taking a picture of Elias Pettersson when he's skating by on a scooter right now while he's injured and not playing? How different is that? Very different. Because, one, you're not trying to be, like, in a gotcha moment where gotcha. this guy yeah. should be home. Ah. Yeah. Like, that's not that's not what's being done. And, you know, at least players... With the players, like, they are... A lot of them are supposed to be just at home and, like, hanging out. A lot of people would post that and have that kind of idea behind their thing. It's like, you know, what if they saw 
If they saw Jay Beagle, I bet someone would. What if someone's like, Beagle? look at Jay Beagle at a patio drinking a beer Uh-oh. at lunch? Yeah, you know, it would be no, exactly, and that's that's, and that's wrong. the problem. I think is the whole is what you're getting at is yeah. like why why post that? Yeah, exactly, you know? and that that's 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 the issue is it's not the same with Elias Pettersson because the fans like him, True. right? Yeah. But you know, if I just don't think trying to, I don't know. I'm not going to get into it. We don't know what the person was thinking when they posted it. I also don't like that everybody was ganging up on the original poster. I, I didn't like that. I yeah. don't know. There's I a mean lot the, that I didn't like about the situation. I saw the post. I didn't even look at the comments because I just didn't oh, want to be a yeah. part of it. Yeah, exactly. You know, I knew the situation was just going to be crappy in general. I knew we were going to have to talk about it here on the podcast. I didn't know you were going to do a two-minute editorial <laughs> on it. But I knew we were going to talk about it here. I, just didn't, I didn't even look at the comments. So I'm not even going to say that people were being crappy because I have a feeling that they were. Yeah. And I have a feeling there were probably bad people on both sides being. Yeah. The whatever. moral of the story. What? How about well, keep it to a thank you, Jim? That's the moral of the story. I was going to say the moral of the story is why is Jonah Gadjevich in a damn game now? Because just talked to Jonah uh, right before this. We're going to put an article together. And some interesting things that he mentioned. Um, the biggest thing, and we'll touch on this because I think Jonah's getting into that game against Winnipeg. Yeah. I think that's the, I mean, he's been in Winnipeg. For people that don't know, he's been in Winnipeg since he was called up. The funny thing was, like, and I think Rob reported this first, but it'll be in my article as well because I thought it was funny. Jonah missed the call to be called up to the NHL. He was asleep. He was having a dream that he was playing in the NHL. He wakes up from his dream, looks at his phone, and it's a missed call from Ryan Johnson. And he says, he call, he's like, you need to call me now. And he calls Ryan Johnson back. He was having a dream about playing in the <laughs> NHL, and he found out when he woke up that he was called up from the NHL. Oh what a cool gosh. story for Jonah Amazing. And, you know, we, we talked a lot, um, you know, I've always talked to Jonah for the last, you know, three years. It's been great to chat with him and just watch him progress. I'm very excited for him to get the shot. The goals are one thing. Like, the goals are great. The goals are great. He's not going to score like that at the NHL. He's going to, I think he's going to be fine around the net. Loose bucks around the net are going to be good. And you see the way that that fourth line has been playing for the Canucks. I think he fits right in and takes one of those guys out. You're like, look at Howerluck's goal the other day. Look at Grayevac. And that, that line just... Like, I'm not saying that they're the future. Well, we're going to talk about that I know later. You, I know you want to actually talk about Gravac, and we, we'll yeah. get to that. But, like, they've looked really good they for have. a fourth line. They like, have. it's crazy what speed can do to a fourth line. Well, it beats. We'll get to, let's get to Let's get we to will. it. Just want to yes. close out with Gadget. Yes. Like, he's going to wear 41, it sounds like. That's his number from camp. He said there's not really any tie to it. Um, as I said, Andrew Alberts is old uh, <laughs> old 41. Ronald Kennens as well. Yes, Ronald yeah, You know Kennens. who else? Friend of yours. You interviewed him earlier this year for an article about Mikey DiPietro. Curtis, Curtis Sanford, Sanford. Old oh. number 41 as well. Curtis Sanford. Sanford wear a third. No, he did wear 41. 41. You're right. So a uh, cool little tie-in there from Utica. Yeah. I, should, I didn't even ask him about that. But the other thing that what I really like about Jonah is just talking to him. Like, he's, he's just a great guy to talk to, first and foremost. Like, real just down-to-earth, you know, He's engaged to his, his great fiance there. Like he's got his life all figured out. He's not a mess to deal with, and he's not a you know a bad guy off the ice for sure. Like every report that I've heard, everybody loves Jonah. Like everybody loves how the way that Jonah is off the ice. But I think people love him on the ice even more because he's not going out of his way to fight. Like it's not like he's going to be the guy up there with the planned fight after something bad happens. But man, if you touch one of Jonah's guys, like one of his teammates, one of his friends, he he said it like it's just instinct. That's what he told me today. It's 100% instinct. If anybody touches his guy, he knows that he's gifted with big size and strong hands and a good chin. 
He said he's like he's ready to fight if he has to for anyone. That's awesome. He said it ever since he was a kid. And the story that he told, he's told this on the podcast before, but I'll bring it up again because he brought it up again today. But his first game in the OHL, he's skating on the line with Petrus Palmu, and somebody hits Petrus in the back. And he said before he even like realized what was going on, he was skating to the penalty box because he just fought a guy and dropped him. He just fought a 20 year old as a 15 year old in the OHL. Wow. And he said he just like blacked out that he was skating to the bench because he just got in a fight in his first game. Uh, I think he said like his second shift in the OHL or something. That's amazing. So that's the guy. I think that the, like the question is going to be the skating, right? The skating, the speed is going to be yeah. the question with Jonah. It, it always has been. I don't think he's going to shock everyone at camp and come in and steal a job, but there is a chance. Like he made very clear improvements into his reaction time and agility. He didn't, he didn't just come back and be a great skater like Bo Horvat did. But if he's able to do that this off season, there's a lot to like about Jonah Gadjevich as a guy who can help your bottom six. He's not going to be like Cole Lynn's level of potential where maybe Cole can play in the top six, or maybe he's a middle six guy for sure. Jonah's going to be a bottom six guy. He's going to be a guy that, that just slams the net on five on five. It's basically what Jonah, I think, is the best potential for him is what we've been seeing from the fourth line over the past couple of games is, mm. you know, being able to go to the net hard, bring pucks to the net, and be good on the forecheck and, and be physical at times. And I think that, yeah, like Jonah's peak is probably a third line third line winger i think i think what we what he wants what we want what everyone who's been following him wants is to be a fourth line left wing like he fits to me a profile of a guy who can add just a bit of scoring on that fourth line potentially even play on a second power play and if you need a net front guy like he's really good in front of the net all through his career ohl ahl hopefully nhl around the net he if the puck's there and there's an opening in the net he finds it like he does a great job of just quick reactions, getting shots off fast with with pace and into open areas, and that's just what he's done his whole life. His whole life, watching like he joked about it on this show that you know I asked him I think he scored fifty two or fifty one the one year or something, mm-hmm. and then he's like, well, probably forty of them were probably from like within two feet of the crease, and that's just that's just what he does. Like that's what he's gonna do. I think that. I, I really want to see him get into a game this year, and I think it's gonna happen, and I'm excited to see because there's. There is potential for him to be something that can help, you know, not a major piece, but a piece that holds things together in the bottom six. A piece. He, he has the potential to be a piece, which yes. which definitely helps this hockey club, for sure. One thing I want to talk to you about, that fourth line. You brought it up. Those three guys on that line, they've looked pretty good recently. I'm, is it Highmore? Is it Highmore, Graevac, and yeah, yeah. And Howerluck? Howerluck, yeah. Highmore, Graevac, and Howerluck. I, I like that. I, I do. I really do like that fourth line. And it just kind of makes you see that there is a difference between having Louis Erickson, Jay Beagle, and Brandon Sutter on a line. Like that that that's a line that just maybe you won't get scored on, but yeah. that's an that's an offensive but black hole. You do hole. get scored on. Yeah, but then you do get scored on. That's yeah. the issue, right? It's crazy what speed can make a difference. It's yeah. unreal how quick people fell in love with Tyler Mott as a fourth line winger because of speed. Charlie Hustle. Charlie Hustle. I mean, Gravax not fast. He's faster than Beagle and he's faster than Sutter, <laughs> yeah, you know, exactly. and it's that noticeable. Yeah. What if you had a real fourth line center that was like a, you know, a progressive fourth line center who can skate and also kill penalties. It's Lod. They don't have to, you know, Zlodiev is, is the perfect example. I mean, if he were to hit his potential, then again, like I always think like all these, all, all these <laughs> prospects hit their potential. Oh. They're if, if that actually happens, they're going to break the, you know, the record for points in a season. It's not going to happen. <laughs> but I mean, 
that type of player. Yeah, like the the type of player that I imagine as the highest potential for Zlodiev. If you can find that somewhere, you know, Travis Boyd, like he's going to be back next year, right? He's he's got another year on his contract, I believe. And he does, yeah. He's he's a fit that I want to see as a fourth line center for a run of games. He's the guy that I want to see because he has some speed. He he probably lacks his in a lot of different things. I don't think he should be on the second power play unit, but he's got some speed and he plays center. That's like all you really, that's all we really want to see. I think on a fourth line here in Vancouver, just because we've had the Beagle for so long. We've had the Sutter for so long. It's like the speed. It's like, I'll, I'll go back to it. I've said it a few times, but like it is incredible to me to see how much just a little bit of a speed difference can make for a fourth line. It, it's And man, if we can get more interviews with gray because that was awesome the other day. Yeah, wishing uh, shout out to his family. That was yeah, awesome. He does finish his. Hey, quickly, can I uh, wish uh, you know my family? Nice to see them. All this. Yeah, stuff. just yeah, that was awesome. Thanks, his mom, his dad. That was yeah. great. That was so nice to see. And that's the thing. It's like Sat. I just Sat tweeting a lot. Sat's given major props. Sat gives props. He does give props. He has yeah. given lots of props to Tyler Grayback, and yep. he, you know, uh, he was saying like he's he's a beauty. He's a guy you can root for. And I don't know if he's a long term fix at fourth line center. Probably not. No, but. You know, he is a guy you can root for. And, you know, letting him get a stretch of games in, you know, maybe he just snipes it again like he did last night. That was a nice goal. That was a funny tweet that I put out. Uh, how the how the Vancouver Canucks rebuilt Ty- or Tyler Grayback, my oh, column. Yeah. Because, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. That's reference. what I thought your editorial was actually going to be when you're like, oh, I have a two-minute editorial. You didn't tell me what it was. I think you told me this morning, but you didn't tell me last night. I was like, is it going to be about Grayback <laughs> being the fourth-line answer now? No, or? no, it is not. What's going on here? Uh yeah, I don't know if there's much else no, there's to really not. get into. Betting segment. Betting segment. Speaking of giving props. Yeah, Sack gives props. Betting that's segment. A, Brought to our friends. A, we should, we should kind of steal that. Quads Dude, gives props. Quads gives props, yeah. Quads gives props? I don't yeah. want to just that could steal lead that into from Sat. It. That's Sat's thing. Sat gives props. That's his thing. Yeah, that's true. Maybe we can post a picture of you looking at the audio recording like uh, like Bick did of Sat watching his own commercial. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this, man. This is Quads watching Quads gives props. Quads gives props. Yes. Our friends at Oddshark, oddshark.com. Go check them out. You can look up betting trends. You can look up for a lot of different things, futures, everything you need, really. And it's baseball season, folks. You know I'm going to talk about some baseball. Just keep taking the over on Trevor Bauer. He's using pine tar. Uh, I think I have to, for legal reasons, say I uh, think he's using pine tar. I don't know for sure. But he, he's getting a lot of strikeouts, folks. If you want to take the over on Trevor Bauer, do it until it's adjusted. Go go check out the over on Trevor Bauer. Think long and hard about it. Look at who they're playing against. Honestly, when teams are playing the Yankees, that's one team that strikes out a lot. They hit a lot of homers, but they also strike out quite a bit. So just look at who the pitcher is for the the opposing pitcher against the Yankees. Just maybe think about taking the over. See see what that pitcher's doing. See how their last couple starts have gone. Try and uh Think, think about that bet. Well, you don't even have to think about it. Odd Shark will do it for you. Odd Shark will do it for you. Odd Shark yeah. will tell you the best bets of the day to make, man. Yeah, there you go. Odd Shark, Odd Shark will give you information like that just in a more coherent way. So, yeah. yeah. Much better. The trends are the thing, man. Trends are the you, thing. Yeah, the trends are great, but I also I still say this every time. If you are trying to get into sports betting, Odd Shark is great for just seeing the different odds on different sites. Literally why they're probably called Odd Shark. Yeah. I don't know that for a fact, but I feel like that's probably why. Because they, I think they started. I think that's how they started was just always having odds from different betting sites on there. So uh, that's you know, check it out. Oddshark.com. Shout out to them. Support them. They support us. We appreciate that. Uh, you know that relationship that we have with them so far. So it's been a good one. 
Absolutely. I like working with Odd Shark. I miss Ian too. Ian's uh, funny to talk to. I like talking about Ian. You know, I'd like to get uh, a couple of beers into Ian and see like and talk about some real bets. You know, <laughs> like Ian, like let's let's get into it. I've asked him like, what's the biggest you've ever won on the show? <laughs> like all these things like that. But uh, you know, but speaking of betting, let's close out with this. Okay. You're pretty. You're young, quads. I don't know if you know. You're pretty young. Yep. How much have you bought like scratch and win tickets since you've been able to or lottery tickets? Have you bought many of them? I used to buy a lot of lottery tickets. I used to play when a lot you first of, turned. Were you like all yeah, about it? Yeah, I used to play a lot of six forty nine like every week. What about scratchers? Like you ever? No, I never did scratchers. No, and you've probably never done pull tabs. No, no, man, pull tabs is the thing. I don't know. I haven't seen them over here in Vancouver since I moved here, and, and you know for good reason. I haven't been able to go to restaurants a lot or pubs, but back home in Nanaimo. Like every pub has a probably two, sometimes three, like on the wall, they have a big thing of pull tabs. You even know what a pull tab is? No. So it's like a, a card and basically you, you pull strips off of it. And then if there's three of the things that match in a row, it's just like, yeah, you win $2 and it says it on the side of the strip. Mm. But you know, you buy these $1 ones, the max one you can win is like 500 on it. And I've won 500 twice Wow! within a month. I won it twice Wow! at the Land Lover pub. And uh, yeah, we had some good nights after that. Because if you oh. win 500 bucks and you're already six deep, you ain't going home with 500 bucks. I'll tell you that. That's not going into the bank account. That's for damn sure. Okay. Good but to know. Pull tabs are fun. And that's a, maybe someone can reply. Someone reply to this in the, if you got this far and you see the episode on Twitter, can you let me know if maybe I just like, I just haven't seen them. Like I haven't been out a lot, but I feel like even when I came over to Vancouver before I moved here, they just, I didn't see pull tab machines anywhere. And pull tabs are fun, man. Like you build up, you got a big pile of them on your table. You got pictures all around it. I just, I miss doing pull tabs. I miss the island a lot. We did the Patreon episode last week and I noticed, and somebody, somebody mentioned it to me like, man, it sure seems like you missed the island. (laughs) I really do. Like it's been so long since I went, man. I, you know, I'm really hoping that can get the vaccine or just, you know, at least contribute my part to BC getting through this and, and get the vaccine so that we can get to a point where I can travel back to the island. Cause like, I need to go back to the island. I like, yeah. I need to see my friends so bad and, and have like a week off and, and everything. So yeah, I'm close to it. I'm very close to getting my uh, vaccine apparently. So it's exciting. You know, if you have a chance to do it, please sign up and, and get yeah, go it, register get for your vaccine folks. You know, sir. And yeah, the lineups, man, they're tiny. Get in there. You're in and out. Except <laughs> for the pop-up shots. Our conspiracy about them wasting vaccines. <laughs> Yeah, yeah I was telling my brother, I was like, yeah, so we started talking about vaccines on the last show. Chris and I were like, yeah, the lineups with BCIT were short. And I was like, yeah, we were getting too close to the conspiracy uh, level. We were like, are they not using vaccines? <laughs> hey, what? quick thing to mention. Next week, you're going to be missing a show. I am. Wisdom teeth so surgery. You'll be here on Tuesday or Wednesday, whenever we did the midweek hopefully, show. Hopefully. You'll be here for that. I think um, so. But no, I mean like the following, then the Friday, you won't be here for that. I've got some exciting news. Um, we're going to do a big, big draft episode. We are going to have some big names in the scouting community, uh, some friends of ours, some new names as well that I'm very excited to talk to. Some people that I haven't talked to before but love their work on Twitter. Um, you know, Pretty much half the staff of Elite Prospects is going to be joining us as well. Talk to Craig, Craig J. Button. He's down. He's down to come back on the show next week and uh, give his wrap-up from the U18s, which you mentioned earlier. Shout-out to Canada. Big win. You know what? That, man... Uh, did you watch the game? No. No? I, 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 watched... I just know Connor Bedard is, like, tearing it up. Dude, well, Mitchkov scored more points, but they had some big blowout games. So, mm. like, well, then again, so did Canada. But that matchup between those two is going to be a lot of fun. But the thing is, like, man, Mitchkov can't even come over until he's 21. 
Why is that? He's got a five-year deal with Scott. Oh. oh. Signed a five-year deal with Scott going into next season. So he can't come over till 21 years old. So whoever drafts Bedard is getting a superstar right off the bat. And whoever drafts Mitchkov has to wait two years until they get another superstar. Because he's he's something special, too. The lacrosse goal he scored, the points he scored, 12 goals in the tournament. 12 goals in seven games. Mitchkov, wow. he's, he's something special. And I hope I'm pronouncing it right. I feel They're like... Both 15 years old, right? Yeah. Oh well, uh, Mitchkov, I think, is 16, but only because it's his birthday. Less impressive. Well, I mean, <laughs> they're both 2023 draft players. So, like, that 2023 draft, and I know I know, Cam Robinson's been on this for a long time. Like, a long time. But Bedard and Mitchkov, like, since they were 14. And that 2023 draft is looking good. And speaking of, uh, Cohen Zemer, who I watched, uh, I was doing the Giants game the other night, and he scored two goals. He's a 2023 draft, scores two goals against the Giants the other night, and Two goals in the second period. They end up winning three nothing after an empty netter. So maybe another guy to keep an eye on. I think Cal, I think Cole Lynn's little brother might be the twenty twenty three draft as well. Hmm. That's going to be that. Maybe that's the year I get back into draft stuff because I haven't done it since uh, the twenty nineteen draft. Yeah, there you go. But uh, a lot of fun coming up in the twenty twenty three, and a lot of fun next week when you're gone. I'm gonna I'm not gonna have a co host like join us here. I'm just gonna do old school Canucks combo episodes where you know I just talk to someone for twenty thirty minutes and. You know, I'm going to get learned a lot about these prospects coming in the next draft because the Canucks are going to pick pretty high. Yeah, sounds like it'll be a lot of fun. All right. Okay, let's close this thing hey, out. Before we do, I just want to say, no more no more Thomas Drantz on the end of the episode. Why? We have, well, we have the new drop. I like the new drop to finish off. You want to use the new drop? I think that the, that's, okay. that's the way we should finish now. Okay. Drantz had a good run. Drantz did have a good run. A good run. Okay. But his voicemail, like, you know, it was no fun while it lasted, and it lasted... One episode while we were back in studio because we didn't really add it when we were in studio. But yeah. now we have the soundboard back. Yeah, it's really easy to just... Hello, thank you for calling Thomas Drant. Yeah, it's really easy. But uh, yeah, uh, I'm okay with it. We can, we cool. can change the final drop. We'll make a transition. Okay. We've got to find another drop too. Yeah, we do. It'll have to be, it'll have to be something good. Yeah, yeah, it'll have to be something good. But this has been a fun episode. For Chris Faber, my name is David Quadrelli. Thank you so much for listening to another episode of The Canucks Conversation. How about keep it to a thank you, Jim? Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Mom deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.